Welcome to the Healing for the Soul podcast with this being season number four, episode number 22. I am your host, Robin Stoltman. Today, I have my guest, Jamie Broadway, who is a certified hypnotherapist on the show talking about using hypnosis for weight loss. And before we get started, remember, every week I feature different guests to help you become the best, the best version of yourself through different methods you may not have heard of or thought of. So let's get started. And I'm extremely happy to have Jamie Broadway on the show because to me, she is my hypno queen for weight loss. When you hear her story, you'll 100% understand why I call her the hypno queen of weight loss. Jamie, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate it. Hi. Hi. Technical difficulties. We got to love them. <laughs> Buffering just a little. We're here. <laughs> so, Jamie, what is your specialty and who do you like to work with? My specialty is weight loss and really helping clients overcome any type of negative behavior, behaviors or habits such as addictions. Um, I really find that most of of my weight loss clients that come to me are also addicted to food. And so I like to work with that population because of my own struggles and overcoming uh, my own problems with food. So real quick, what is the best way to get hold of you with a time zone for our audience who is either tuning in or they have to catch the rest of this later? Yeah, so I am on the West Coast. I'm in California, so I am Pacific Standard Time. Best way to reach me would be to reach out to me on social media. You can private message me on Instagram. My handle is badasshypnobabe. And you can also private message me on Facebook. Um, my Facebook is just my name, Jamie Broadway. Awesome. And she's got a lot of stories on there that I love to be able to hear in all her different posts, too, just so that everybody knows, because I follow her myself on Facebook. Now I'm going to add Instagram to it if I'm not already on there. <laughs> so who or what inspired you to do to for now what you do for a living? I know you mentioned a little bit about um, your own things that you had gone through, but really who or what inspired you to do the hypnosis and the life coaching that you do? Yeah, so... Um... About seven years ago, I quit drinking. And when I quit drinking, I started having a lot of bad anxiety and panic attacks. And um, I was having, if you've ever had a panic attack, it's horrible. I don't yes. wish it on my worst enemy. I was having five or six panic attacks a day. And so my life became unmanageable. I couldn't work. I couldn't take care of my child. Um, I went to the doctor. They prescribed me a bunch of medications. Nothing seemed to help me. And my husband suggested hypnotherapy at the time. And I didn't really have much knowledge of hypnotherapy. And so I was a little hesitant. However, I was so miserable. I was like, hands up. I'll try anything at this point. And I'm so happy that I did because after six sessions of meeting with a hypnotherapist, I was able to overcome my panic attacks. In fact, it's been about seven years. I haven't had not one panic attack. And now my anxiety is manageable. And it changed my life so much that I decided 
I want to study this. I want to help other people do this. And um, through my journey of going to school, I learned that you can lose weight with hypnosis. And when I quit drinking, instead of really dealing with the issues of why I was drinking and numbing out to begin with, then I started to reach more for food as a coping mechanism. And at my heaviest, I had become 430 pounds. And I've now lost 230 pounds, still counting. Um, but at this point, I've lost more weight than I actually weigh right now, which is super, super exciting with the help of hypnosis. Um, and so here I am helping people doing what I love. <laughs> that is awesome. That's what, that's what I'm like, when I first heard about your story in the American Hypnosis Association or the weight loss certification, I'm like, oh my God. I'm like right away, like everything. I was just like, so can you tell us briefly about your weight loss journey? Because I'm like, that's what blew me away was hearing your weight loss journey. Yeah, so 230 pounds. I want to be very clear with everybody. Hypnosis is a wonderful tool for hypnosis. It's not magic. You still have to do the good eating. You still have to move your body in order to allow the weight to come off. It did not come off all at once. There have been struggles in between. There have been periods of time where I was really good and lost a bunch of weight. I would say probably total to get to where I am now. It's taken me about two and a half years to get where I'm at. Um, and there have been plenty of plateaus. Um, learning to love my body along the way, I feel has been the biggest uh, challenge, but also the biggest reward of really what helped release and start shedding these extra pounds, um, creating safety within the body and doing this through the hypnotic state, right? There's always a reason why we're mm -hmm. eating. Um, and historically really looking back when my weight started to progress onto the body was after I was raped. Um, I was raped as a teenager and I progressively started to gain weight and gain weight. Um, and it wasn't really till I really let go of drinking that the weight got worse because I was no longer drinking. I was no longer suppressing those feelings and I hadn't really dealt with a lot of that stuff. So being able to let go of a lot of that emotional baggage. So I walk my clients through a process of journaling, um, emotional freedom technique, also known as tapping, hypnosis, as well as uh, um, mirror work. I teach my clients to stand in front of the mirror to tell them that they love themselves. And I help them create affirmations to change the belief about themselves so that they can start to release some of this weight. I was actually just thinking the other day, like, what is something I would have told myself that I know now at the beginning of my weight loss journey, right? And mm -hmm. I think that's some but something I would tell myself is stop trying so damn hard, right? Like I have always found when I try harder to mm -hmm. lose the weight, it's harder to lose the damn weight. But if yep. I'm making it about I like to make games out of it. Like it's fun to to meal prep and create new healthy meals, right? Replacing the stuff that I didn't like and finding replacements for it. I find that to be fun. And as I find it fun, it helps me to stick on track with it. It helps me to fuel my body. I keep um, a food journal now still, not because I'm tracking my calories. And, and some people are advocates of that. I personally found that the more I tracked the calories and the stricter I was, 
the harder it was to keep it for me. When I, what I do is I write down what I'm eating because when I found when I write down everything I'm putting in this mouth, I eat less. Two, I'm also finding trends. So like at the end of the day, I do like a, a check-in where I'll sit in meditation for a minute and check in with the body and feel the body and ask myself, how did I feel emotionally that day? How did I feel physically that day? How did I feel spiritually that day? And then I have like a scaling system where I'll do like a happy face and like a comment of how I felt like a little description. And the reason I do this is because it helps me as like, if I notice that I'm having a hard time releasing some of those pounds, I'll look back at something I've been eating or how I was feeling emotionally, see if that stuff is linked to it and then adjust accordingly to that. Hmm. That's good to know that, especially like for the like the food for like the energetic wise, because I've only been able to pick up a few of them myself that I'm like, when I have wheat, I feel like crap. Mm -hmm. It's just like the one thing I'm like, okay, I can't do that because like I'll notice it. I'm wondering like how helpful is that like in the weight loss journey part of it, like especially like when you mentioned about being raped, like how does that did you notice that there was like correlations like with the foods, like certain foods you'd want to eat more Absolutely. like when memories came up versus other days? Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that, Robin. Yeah, absolutely. So I have found, um, you know, there's a reason we're holding on to weight. Our soul doesn't feel safe. So it puts this protective layer around us. Right. And I have mm -hmm. found that as I'm getting closer and closer to my goal weight, you hear this a lot in the weight loss industry. It's it's harder to lose the weight as you get closer. So we like our program to think that. Um, and I'm beginning to think that that's not necessarily an accurate assumption. I think that the reason it starts to get harder and what I found for myself is that as I get closer to my goal weight, my body is starting to be seen more. And when my body is starting to be seen more and people are noticing and making comments, even though they're good comments like, hey, Jamie, you look great. You look like you've lost weight. Subconsciously, something's happening that's saying, hey, Jamie, you're not safe. That's why we put that 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 protective layer so people wouldn't look at you so you wouldn't be a victim. But logically, I also know in my conscious mind, right, that maybe the subconscious doesn't really understand is that even if I was heavy, I still could have been a victim. It wasn't because of the way my body looked at that time. Sometimes that has nothing to do with it, right? So I mm -hmm. find that when I'm starting to feel unsafe and I'm looking for that comfort, yeah, I definitely reach for more sweets and ice cream. Um, those are things that were kind of programmed in as this is going to make you feel better as a child. I started really young. My mom also struggles with being overweight and weight loss. And I can remember my whole life up and down her yo-yo diets. I mean, when I was a teenager, she put, she took me to the weight doctor and gave me prescription like diet pills to, to start losing weight because she was concerned I was starting to get heavy. Little did she know what I was dealing with because I hadn't shared what I was going through. All she knew was, hey, my daughter's overweight and I don't want her to struggle. In her mind, she thought she was helping me. But really what she started to do is create this horrible relationship with my body that I've now still daily working on fixing that relationship to love the body, even where I'm at. 
even at my heaviest, right? Like loving and appreciating what the body did. And when I was young or I would get hurt or I was sad, she would always be like, oh, let's go get an ice cream sundae. That's going to make you feel better. So now whenever I'm sad, whenever I'm hurt or I'm scared or feeling unsafe, my body now wants ice cream. So what have I done? I've started finding alternative things like, right? Like I don't starve mm-hmm. myself. Life is supposed mm-hmm. to be enjoyable, right? And that's yeah, also the key of like really long-term weight loss is it's a lifestyle change. It's not a diet. So like I found that if you take frozen bananas and you blend those and you put a little bit of vanilla extract in it and maybe some peanut butter, now you've got yourself like a textured type of ice cream that's really healthy. You know, it's not junk that you're putting into your body. And so finding small, yeah, it's really delicious. Like there's all kinds of different like recipes and things. And so I'll spend some of my free time following people that are like nutritional health ads and things like not ads, but you know, like their pages and things and getting ideas and then experimenting with my own way of doing it. Um, so yeah, I definitely see that. And, and I honor that when I do feel that way. So this is the key as well is like, not, not saying, Hey, you can't have that because that doesn't fit into my meal plan. But if you are going to cheat, because trust me, I still indulge sometimes. Um, and that's probably why I'm not at my goal yet because I'm still working through some of this stuff, right? I'm human. Mm -hmm. We, We make mistakes. We have bumps in the roads. We're not robots. If it was that simple, then we would all be thin, right? We would all be thin and be simple. But it's not. That is very, very true. (laughs) And so really honoring yourself when you're feeling that way and and doing it in a more mindful way versus in a shameful way, right? So the difference in behavior is this, is that when I'm allowing myself to have a treat, being intentional about that treat being mindful about it, looking at it, seeing it, seeing the texture, seeing the colors, smelling it, right? Taking deep breaths, really enjoying the bite, each and every bite to the very last drop versus before I was hiding it and I would be in in the, in with my spoon in, in the um, freezer, gobbling it down really quick so no one knew, right? But the only person I'm lying to is myself. And then I knew I felt like shit afterwards. So (laughs) that little bit of mindset will one, help you eat less of it. And two, creating the new relationship around food, because it's really the relationship you have with food that's really needing to be healed as that emotional stuff comes through. And then with hypnosis, as the emotional stuff comes through, then we can change the emotional charge around it to help you to get through that, find coping skills for when those cravings come up for those foods so that you can keep on track so that you can continue to release the weight. That's awesome. That's one of the things I was actually thinking about because like, I know how it works for the weight loss and like for the hypnosis and like when kids are little. And that's uh-huh. why I got like my own kids. I'm like, am I helping my kids become, have, my kids are all skinny, um, except for the one. But mm-hmm. I'm like, am I helping all of my kids become heavy like me? Just because like, if I want them to clean, I give them like a piece of candy bar. Uh-huh. I'm like, am I treat? Am I like training their brain? Like clean, you get sweets. And then I'm like, well, maybe that's what I'm doing. But I'm like, how else am I going to motivate them? You know, so it's like, 
trying to turn to figure that part out because yeah you are right we do get um that motivation like you said about for your mom she um gave you ice cream yeah like but that doesn't like help the problem either yeah so i have a teenager my daughter just turned mm -hmm. 16 and my daughter's at that point in her life where she's starting to notice i'm starting to become voluptuous i'm starting to have hips she went to the doctor. The doctor told her she needed to lose weight. She came home crying. She told me, mom, the daughter, the doctor fat shamed me. And I said, no, that's what you heard. The doctor did not fat shame you. The doctor told you for your height, you should be at this weight. So if that's something you want to work on, let's talk about healthy eating. Let's talk about moving the body not hating the body. Let's talk about loving the body for where it's at, right? I never push what I'm eating on my daughter. I always invite her to have what I have. And sometimes I find myself cooking different meals for myself than for her. Slightly, not, not much, to be quite honest with you. But what I have found is that because I keep an open dialogue and there's not shame around it, that she does end up picking healthier snacks. Like she's a big sweets person as well. She really likes candy. And it, it, she was probably like 12, 14 before I really got into this new healthy lifestyle eating. So, you know, like she does have that same programming as before. And so I found a new healthy snack that we both really love that is um, something that I make. And it's super easy. It's just like dates. You take dates. You cut them open, you pit them, put some peanut butter in them, melt some dark chocolate over it, and then you stick them in the freezer, let them set, and then you keep them in the fridge and you can pop them in. And that's a nice little sweet treat, but it's also a healthy treat. And so we replaced that instead of some of the candy bars and her face started to clear up. So like I explained to her, like, look, these are the results of some of the healthy eating. And of course she's a teenager. So she's going to go out and with her friends, but it's like, it's not about being perfect 100% of the time. It's about that 80-20, right? Really finding that balance in life. Like, okay, if I'm going to indulge, cool, I'm going to indulge this day. But the rest of the week, I'm going to be fueling my body with really healthy, nutritious food to keep the body going. And I'm going to continue working out in between. I like so that. I don't, think it's that. I don't think it's that you're you're training your kids bad. It's just maybe if, if you're worried about the intake of candy finding alternative treats that they do like to give them instead of that right true that would be the whole peanut butter jar in their case <laughs> i know if i had it my way i would have the whole peanut butter jar too well me i'm just like i don't know how they can do it because i don't care for peanut butter that much but i'm like my kids I mean, like that's the way to keep them busy and, and and happy for about a good hour if they're not playing with something else, like their cars and trucks and that. But I'm like, you just gotta give them like a peanut butter jar and they're happy. Um, so what triggered you to think of hypnosis as far as being able to lose weight? You had mentioned um, that your husband had mentioned it for the hypnosis for like that. So what made you really want to try it then? So the original reason why I went to hypnosis was for my panic attacks. It wasn't until I was in school learning about hypnotherapy that I learned that you can use hypnosis for weight loss. And that's really when the transition started. I kind of was still skeptical and I was like, well, and I was already seeing my hypnotherapist and I had talked to her about it a little bit and we did some hypnosis around it. And then I went home. And I learned that in hypnotherapy school that we're most suggestible to our own voice. 
So I went home and I wrote my own scripts and I recorded the hypnosis recordings and I started listening to those in conjunction with working with my hypnotherapist. And um, that's really what's kept me on my journey. I mean, and I still see her to this day because there's still stuff I'm working on. And one of the things I just saw her last week and one of the things I told her is I'm like, I was doing so good on my workouts and now I hit a stump. And she's like, well, what's wrong, Jamie? What do you mean? How long has it been since you haven't worked out? And I was like, it's been a whole week. And she's like, one week, Jamie? It's okay. Give yourself some grace. And then we we did some hypno work around getting back to working out. And then now I'm back on my track again, you know? Like, so, you know, like sometimes people have this concept that we think that hypnosis is the cure-all for everything. And hypnosis is a wonderful tool and it gets us past that resistance along with the work that we do in between seeing our hypnotherapist. It's also, it's what it does is I find that it helps lower the resistance of the things that we don't want to do, if that makes sense. It helps me when I don't want to work out and I've done hypnosis around getting back on my workout routine. It's like, I may still have that thought that I don't really want to, but then I'm also bombarded with the reasons of why I do want to and how good I feel after that workout. And that's really what's like, okay, put your clothes on, let's go. And then by the time I'm thinking I want to do this, it's over with. And then nobody feels bad after a workout. You feel amazing. You're like, yeah, I feel awesome. <laughs> that, that, that is very, very true. Because I'm just like, yeah, for me, I'm like, right now with my own weight, I'm like, I don't want to do it because of the trauma that I've been through. I'm like, got to feel safe first. So like in my own thing, I'm like, I can do exercise. I'm like, I'm okay with exercising, but I'm like, uh-huh. I'm doing anything else. Nope. Not okay. So I, I like purposely avoid the scale. Cause I'm like, I'll just go buy my pants. I'll see how my pants feel. <laughs> we'll go buy that instead. Cause yes, yeah, something I do when I'm avoiding the scale. Cause I know it, you took the same course as I did for weight loss and hypnosis. And I do a lot of the same as how the course was taught to us, but I've also developed my own way of what works for me. And what I've noticed working with my clients is that weighing myself every day was counterproductive. It got me stuck in my head and ruminating about how I wasn't where I needed to be. So way I would pull the scale away and I would only weigh myself once a week. And then if I started feeling shitty about it, um, sorry if I'm not supposed to cuss. Oh, if I wasn't feeling, if I wasn't feeling good about stepping on the scale because the number was not reflecting what I thought it should, I started putting a post-it over the number and putting it at my goal weight and using it as an opportunity as like celebration. I would step on it and be like, "Yes, I did it! I'm at my goal!" And really get in touch with that feeling and allow that to simmer into the body. And then I was like, okay, cool. It kept me motivated. It kept me wanting to keep moving forward because I wasn't frustrated that I wasn't moving anywhere. I like that. I think I'm going to do that. I think instead of looking at my bank account, I think I'm going to just start like, okay, I'm not looking at the bank account. I'm just going to think happy thoughts instead of looking at where I'm frustrated at. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful exercise. I mean, as you know, the subconscious doesn't know what's real or pretend. So if we keep rehearsing this way of being, eventually the physical world is going to have to show us 
along with our efforts putting into it, obviously. I don't want yeah. people to, to misunderstand anything. Yeah, but it's 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 honestly it's a complete um equal effort of both the effort as well as the visualization that really gets you there. Um, something I have on my wall is I have a goal board and I have a picture of what I want my body to look like. And I cut out my head and taped my, my face on that body. Now I look at that every morning and every night before I go to sleep, when I'm already in those natural states of hypnosis, really getting my subconscious in line is that's where I am. And I can tell you that I'm so close to that at this point. And when I'm waking up, when I'm in that natural theta state and I'm starting to like open my eyes and look, if I look just right, that is me. There, there's not another body there. That is my body in that bikini. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start doing that with my vision board because I have a vision board. Uh -huh. but like, the only thing I don't have up there is like what my house looks like on the outside. I'm like, I oh, got yeah. everything else. Inside the house, I'm like, I got, I got the indoor swimming pool in there. I've got the kitchen. I've got like everything else. And I'm like, you know, I'm missing what the house looks like on the outside. But then yeah. I got like money, like, like money around it. I'm like, I think I'm going to start doing that. Cause it's probably what I'm missing is I need to put my face on the, on the hundred dollar bills. I, I, I took it. I copied some. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and go put it out there, but I'm like, might as well yeah. put it on the and, and do it that way. Um, did you find that to be more powerful, like when you put yourself on there as far as moving towards your goal of the weight loss, when you put yeah. yourself on there? Absolutely. Absolutely. I found it to be very helpful when I saw that it was then when I see it's me. So some some people may already have a picture of what they used to look like that they want to and, and you can use that as well. I just did not have a picture of what I wanted to look like. So that's why I chose. And it's not like super skinny. It's, it's, it's attainable. It's, it was. And, and so I'm, even when I get to that goal, I may say, Hey, I want to be less than that. And it may change, but until then that's what's working as well as using affirmations of what my goal weight is. So I, switch out my affirmations because I do like a check-in. I'll do like a certain set of affirmations for like 90 days and then I'll do a check-in and see how I feel and what I need. But the weight loss, because I'm not at my goal yet, is always one that's constant. And it's just, I am so grateful that I am now 150 pounds. And that's something I say to myself every single day, couple times a day. And so- I mean, there's, it's, it's a, it's a whole thing that you put together and we, we forget that people really see weight losses. Oh, it's only what you, it's calories in calories out. It's, it's, you got to work this much, work out this much time and you got to eat this and you got to eat that. And yes, that is part of it. But I did also do that as well without doing any of the emotional stuff and the weight was stuck because the, the body didn't feel safe. So really creating that safety and doing mirror work, standing in front of the mirror, putting your hand on your heart, putting your hand on your belly and telling yourself, I love you. You're safe. It's okay. You're strong. You're worthy. You're enough. And if it's hard to say that stuff at first, I always tell clients, start with, I'm learning to love you. I'm learning to feel safe, right? And then switch the next week to I am. The more you do it, the more you feel it. True. I think I'm going to start doing that in the mirror. 
for myself. Because I'm like, like, we talked a little bit before. I'm like, I've got one part down. I'm thinking, I'm going to add what you just said to mm-hmm. that in the near part of it. I'm just saying, yeah. I already love you. We're working on this. We're going to get through this together. Yeah. That I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's more powerful. Like looking in the mirror when you're doing the affirmations. It I is. When you look at your, when you look your eyes and yourself, when I first started, I was bawling my eyes out. I was crying when I started opening my mouth and saying, I love you. I was like, wow, whoa, why? You know, but that just shows there was that like hurt person in there, right? And the more I say it, the more I embody it, the more I feel it, the better I feel it. It's a whole energetic shift that happens. That would explain it then, because I'm just like, I used to beat myself up really good. I used to, I used to, could, I could do a lot. And then now I'm like, I can't do it anymore like I used to. Um, one of the things I was thinking about too is like, have you used like the mental bank or like, did you have like weight loss surgeries that didn't work? Cause like I had the lap band and that just didn't work. And I'm like, I think I'm seeing a trend, like all diets that are just like true diets out there. I think that's the one thing that they miss is the emotional aspect of why we eat what we eat. So I just yeah. wanted to like, hear your opinions on that. Yeah. Um, that's like a big part of my story. I can't believe I forgot to tell that part. Yes. Um, at the beginning of my weight loss surgery, at the beginning of my weight loss journey, I did have surgery. I had the lap band and I got really deathly ill from the lap band and they didn't really know why for the first like six months, I couldn't keep food down. I was literally living off of protein shakes and maybe mushed um, up avocado was about the most I could get down and keep down. And so they loosened the band all the way and I was still struggling with that. And I didn't really lose any weight. I lost maybe 40 pounds at that time. And people think, oh, you weren't eating anything. You would have been losing a lot of weight. But no, what happened is the body went in survival mode. So it really like sucked everything and held on to everything because it thought that it was starving. And I Mm -hmm. started getting really dark circles under my eyes. And finally, I kept going to the doctor. and I was like, No, something is wrong. Like this is not normal. And so they did this scope down my throat and found that I was allergic to the material and there were sores all on the inside of my stomach. And it was inflamed and that was causing nothing to be able to go down. And so they ended up doing an emergency surgery, I had the lap band removed. And they asked me if I wanted to do the gastric sleeve at that time. And what the gastric sleeve is, is where they cut a portion of your stomach, but they don't reroute your intestines. And at that point, I was like, absolutely not. And they're like, well, we're already going to have to cut a portion of the sores out of your stomach for your stomach to heal. It's not that much more. And they were like, really trying to push it on me. And I was like, no, cut what you need to cut out, put me back together and get this band out of me. Like I'll be fat for the rest of my life. This is not what I want for my life at Mm -hmm. all. And so, um, yeah, after that, I, I, I really just went at it like low carb. And this is before I went into hypnotherapy school. This was probably a year or two before I went into hypnotherapy school. And Mm -hmm. so I just kind of like slowly was losing, but not anything like I was losing once I started using hypnosis and really figuring out why emotionally I was hanging on to the weight as well. Like identifying those things and looking at the shadows really helped 
to feel and release that energy so that I could feel safe enough in the body to allow the weight to release out of the body. And I like to use the term release a lot because when we say lost, right? Like you think you're going to find it. I have no intention on finding that weight again. I have no intention. I'm losing, I'm, I'm releasing it and it can go elsewhere because it's no longer needed here. <laughs> that's why, that's why I tell everybody, like when I'm doing my own stuff, I'm like, I'm just releasing it, letting it go because I don't have any intention at all whatsoever in getting back any of my problems I've already released. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> away. all this other stuff can stay away. I don't have any intentions for it, but I will say, um, one of the things that I did, I don't know. Um, did you do tapping like for the cravings? Cause I like, I did that. And yes. I wish and I wouldn't really have cherries. <laughs> I love chocolate covered cherries and I wish I wouldn't have done that because it's like I can't eat them now two years. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I I do tapping for cravings. Um I will note I did notice this that the less sugars and less mm -hmm. carbs I have in my diet, the more like whole foods that I eat, the less cravings I actually get. So at the beginning oh, really? it was really yeah, it was really, really pertinent at the beginning of my journey. And every once in a while, of course, I get cravings for things, right? But um, as I'm eating more fruits and vegetables, whole foods, less carby foods, um, less processed foods, I'm having less and less cravings for any of that stuff. It's the chemicals we're addicted to that we keep wanting. It's And I actually um, have talked to an addiction doctor. I work in addiction. I work uh, as a hypnotherapist at a rehab center. And then one of the addiction doctors had actually told me that sugar is more addictive than heroin, which is crazy. And there, and there is sugar literally in everything. If you start really reading labels and what you're putting in your body, like it's hidden in all the stuff. It's crazy. That is wheat. That's like, yeah. you it's like wheat and sugar, like the two number one things that are killing all of us. But yet it's mm -hmm. in everything. Yeah. So it's just, so do you ever use like the mental bank to help you like to stay yes. on the weight loss journey? Yes. So um, I do still to this day use mental bank. Um, and part of my paid items that I get for myself is sticking to my meal plan is moving the body. Um, and some of the other stuff is like business stuff and other things around the house. But yes, I do use that as motivation. And it feels really good to be able to pay myself when I'm like, at the end of the night, I'm like, yeah, I did my workout today. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I like mental bank. I have I fell off of it for a little bit here. And I'm just like, I got to get back to it. Because I do notice there's a big shift. There was like a big shift, like from doing the paper. That I did online mm -hmm. and I'm like, this online just isn't working for me. My husband's no. like, I already told you, don't do the online. You're just wasting money. I'm like, I just wanted to see if it, you know, I'm like. No, I'm a big advocate for old school writing it down. I even, after I do it, I put my mental bank under my pillow, like, so that it seeps into the brain. I, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos. I'm like, it has to go in the, under the, the pillow. That's how it knows. It's going to just seep in. And my husband's <laughs> like. My husband's also a hypnotherapist and my husband's like, okay, Jamie, but he, but then he started doing it too. So I would do that. But my problem is the kids, they take off of my mental base. So I'm like, man, trying to oh, get yeah. like one spot. And then like, 
if they're mm-hmm. not messing with the CPAP and they're not messing with the mental bank, it's like, can you just quit being in my room altogether? <laughs> so, I finally got to the point with the CPAP. I'm just like, kids, if you don't leave that alone, mommy dies, daddy dies. End the story. Don't touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I've seen deaths from the CPAP and that's not good. No. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try that with the mental bank if I can. If I Maybe if I stick it in one part underneath my pillow, maybe the kids won't catch it, like like in the cover, like part of it, you know? Yeah, maybe you could stick it underneath, like in the, the pillowcase so that they don't know it's there. That might work for me. I'll have yeah. to try that one because, yeah, we'll be you have to keep me posted. Yeah, huh? keep, me post- keep me posted. I want to know. How does that work for you? Well, yeah, that'd be that'd be good. So what inspired you to keep going? Because was there any parts like in your journey that you thought that you just like couldn't make it? I'm just like, what did you do yeah. to like turn it around? There have been many times where I wanted to give up. If I'm being really super honest, I mean, even there was a time like probably in the last month where I'm like, okay. I'm just going to accept this is as much weight as I've lost and I can't go for it. It's not going to happen. It's not in the cards for me in this life. But then I sit down and I remember why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this because I want to be a certain size. I'm not really doing it because I want to be like 150 pounds so I could brag about it. I'm doing it because I know that when I have less weight on my body, my body can work more efficiently and I can have more energy. And that was always the key for me. The key reason why I always wanted to lose the weight was because I wanted to feel healthy. I wanted to have more energy. I wanted to not have to be on a bunch of pharmaceutical drugs and be sick. Um, and as I've lost the weight, that has been true. I, when I first started my weight loss journey, I was on blood pressure medication. I no longer have to be on blood pressure medication anymore as of a year ago. And that feels really good to not have to take something every single morning. I take supplements and vitamins because I choose to, but not have to, right? Like I don't have to take something because I'm sick anymore. Um, And so remembering the whys, why you started, remembering having a really big enough why. And and part of that was, I want to be here for my kid. I want to be able to chase after my kid. And that's really when this, the, the weight loss journey started was I was so fat and heavy that I couldn't chase my kid. I was like, <gasps> that's where I'm at. It sucks. That's a hard feeling. That doesn't feel yes. good, you know? No, because they're they're faster than me. And well, I got you know, I got a bunch of them, you know, I got um, <laughs> four four of the five full time. And I'm just like, and they can outrun me. And I'm like, they all go in one thing, they all split directions. They know how to they know how to get away. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, if I was lighter, that would work. But then I also noticed. Um, so I know that like another myth to me, it seems like it's a myth, but is it really just the first 10 pounds is the hardest to lose or is it the equal? I like no matter how many it is. Well, we have a, you froze there, Jamie. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Hold we on. put on ourselves to say that we have to lose. Am I good now? Yeah. The more pressure we yes, put on no, ourselves no, having yes. to lose the weight. 
yeah, the pre- the more pressure we put on ourselves to have to lose the weight, I think the harder it becomes. I think it's as easy as we allow ourselves to let it be easy. Finding joy in your exercise. Like I always find exercises that are fun. When I work out because I have to work out, I'm not going to work out. If I work out for the joy of being able to move and celebrate my body, then it's a whole different ball game. Then I will work harder. I'll I'll go longer. It's it's really interesting how the mind works. Yeah, it is cuz I'm glad that you said that like for both like the exercise portion of it cuz I don't know what it is. Like I've tried like the I've tried so many. I've got like I want to say at least like 20 different exercise things at home. Like for videos, I've like got like the Billy Blanks and like all these other ones and I'm like but when I did my Richard Simmons sweating to the oldies I don't know what it Uh is about that but I can do that one the whole thing compared to all the other ones I'm like it's probably the music in it I mean the music has a lot to do with it true yeah that is very true I was gonna keep finding that that um the exciting ones that excite me and keep me going for my kids it's we're not gonna take yeah So yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation about like the hypnosis and and the weight loss and just like the weight loss in general with the, how you went through like your entire journey. And and I like how upfront and honest you are that it's like, it's not a one and done like a lot of people think that hypnosis is or that we're doing stuff to them. Cause it's like, I deal with that all the time. And it's like, no, it's never a one and done. It's, no. it's so much, you still have to do a lot of work, but you just can't expect the hypnotherapist to do it all for you. I'm like, if we could wave a magic wand, I mean, like, I'd make myself skinny, I'd, I'd have all my problems gone, I'm like, everybody would have, I'd have all their bank account money, I'm just saying, <laughs> but unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. You know? <laughs> I think everybody could tell that I'm joking by that, if you couldn't, then I can't help you, but I was just joking on that part, you know, I'm just saying i'm sure you get a lot of that too you know like like for people that you've seen oh like- yeah I, I always get people think of hypnosis and they think of it as mind control and they think of it of like what they've seen in the movies like get out and i'm like no actually you're in control and i don't have control of your mind in fact um I tell them at any time they're not wanting to be in the journey that we're doing. They can open their eyes. I, it's not up to me. It's up to them. And it's not going to work unless they believe it's going to work. They have to believe it's going to work for them. Yeah. Really educating them what hypnosis is and what it's not is, is big part of my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More than anything. Some days I swear it's like, that's all I do is teach and teach and teach. And then I'm like, maybe I'm in the wrong field. Maybe I just need to be the teacher part of like what it is that we do. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've really enjoyed this conversation a lot. So and I really appreciate you being on here, Jamie, like for all of your just, just like everything in general, like I said, you, to me, you're, you're my weight loss hypno queen because I'm like anybody that comes <laughs> lot, you know, like and by a lot, I mean, like to me, like any more than 50 pounds using hypnosis or, you know, because like these stories are unheard of because it's always focused on the medication, focus on the, the diets that, that never work and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, you are like my true like hypno weight loss 
queen, so I'm like, <laughs> yes. That's I'm like, I Thank know you. it's possible because I've seen you do it. So that's like, I know it it's possible. It's totally possible. You're gonna get there too. We all we all can get there. It's it's the the key is every day approach it as a new day and really finding that self-care that self-love and keep moving forward we're gonna have bad days and it's okay right it's okay to have a fucking bad day just don't stay yeah. there don't stay there get back up and keep moving brush yourself off and say all right i had a bad day time to move on let's go so i ate too much yesterday tomorrow's a new day tomorrow's a new day the next meal's a new meal right don't yes. be so hard on yourself <laughs> true I'm like, if I want to eat the cake, just let me have the cake. I guess it's kind of like when I told my husband a few times in pregnancy, because I've been pregnant so much, and he finally figured it out. I don't remember what pregnancy number it was. He finally figured it out that when I say get me food, I don't care how it has to happen. You're just give me food, and you'll survive. Nobody will get hurt. <laughs> I certainly don't remember what's like when it was, but like I'll never forget that. You you have like those moments you never forget. Like yeah. Mine was the, the French fries. I'm like, first pregnancy. I'm like, he's, he looked at me, dumbest thing that ever came out of his mouth. He said, well, we, you said we didn't have any money. I'm like, I don't care. Find a way to get the money. I need my French fries. <laughs> he, he was making them homemade. So, uh. but, but yeah, I'm just like, I don't care. Just find a way to do it. <laughs> I like that when you said about the about the food. That's why it's like an instant reminder for me of that good moment of like, Yeah, um, I mean, we're gonna have those that. times. Totally. You have to honor it. Honor that craving, right? Yes. Most definitely. Well, I've en I've enjoyed this so much, Jamie. Um, so what's the best way one more time for everybody to get in contact with you and follow you and get a hold of you? Yeah, follow me on Instagram at Badass Hypnobabe. Follow me on Facebook um, under my name, Jamie Broadway. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to private message me um, and we can connect more. Sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you so much, everyone who is either tuning in via video or through the podcast. I appreciate your time and your energy as always. And have a great day.